Live from the KWKH studios in Shreveport, Louisiana. Celebrating age and maturity. Helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The best of times. Your host, Gary Kalikas. Good morning, Architects listeners. I'm Gary Kalikas, the publisher of the Best of Times News, a news magazine for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. I do thank you for tuning into our radio show today. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn some very interesting stories from a local author, pastor, educator, whose book is entitled The Best Year Yet. So stay tuned to our show. You're going to find this show quite interesting. It is Saturday, July the 29th, and we are broadcasting our radio show live from the studios of AM 1130 KWKH, home of the legends at Clear Channel Radio Station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. Last Saturday, we hosted a live show in front of an audience at Emanuel Baptist Church in West Report, where Dr. Patrick Wood of LSU Health Sciences, a research physician, answered the many questions and concerns about this mysterious disorder known as fibromyalgia. Joining him on the panel was Lee Riley of the Willis-Knight Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation Institute, discussing how therapy and exercise can help persons deal and cope with fibromyalgia. Also, we were honored to have Laura Ingman, who is an active member of the local area fibromyalgia support group and is the person who has had this disorder for many years. She discussed this disorder and how it affected her life and her family's lives. We also hosted a fibromyalgia resource fair with many businesses and healthcare uh, institutions uh, giving out information to all the attendees. We also had several uh, healthcare screenings furnished by the Willis-Knighton Health Services, including uh, glucose and cholesterol. We want to thank everybody who participated. We want to especially thank Emmanuel Baptist Church for being the host of this large event to benefit many people in the Arklatex. We have already received many calls and emails asking when our July the 22nd radio show will be available for downloading on our website. Please be patient. It will be soon available for downloading in the coming weeks. It's my fault. I promise. I'll I'm do it. sorry, Angela. We've had a lot of cards and letters about that one. So they're they're looking forward. A lot of people. Uh, heard it, but they want copies of that particular show to download from our Internet. Please join me in thanking the Willis Knight Physician Network as being the sponsor of the Best of Times Radio Hour to continue to bring valuable information and news to many, many thousands of listeners in the Arklatex. Next Saturday, August the 5th, we're going to be hosting another live broadcast of our radio show where Joe Gilso and Vicki Retch uh, who Joe Gilso is an attorney, Vicki is a case Marian case manager, will discuss the important topic of assisting the elderly with life's transitions, better known as life care planning. We, uh, we've invited, be sure we invite persons who are interested in learning about this particular topic to come join us, part of our live radio show that will take place at Live Oak Retirement Community at 600 East Lorna Lucas Road in South Shreveport. This program will greatly benefit you and loved ones. The August issue of the Best of Times will be available in many of our 456 distribution locations beginning this Tuesday, August the 1st. Be sure to pick up your copy as soon as this will be a very popular issue. Another uh, announcement about a future radio show. Make plans to join us on Saturday, August the 19th. That's Saturday, August the 19th for our one-hour radio show broadcast, The Best of Times, at 9 a.m., at Nurse Care Nursing and Rehab Center, located at 1736 Irving Place in Shreveport. Well, we will have the Shreveport mayoral candidates on the radio show to answer questions on senior-related concerns and issues. In addition, we will be hosting a very large senior health fair with over 50 exhibitors 
to provide free health care screenings, health care information, many giveaways, and refreshments. So mark your calendars to attend Saturday, August the 19th at Nurse Care Nursing and Rehab Center located at 1736 Irving Place in Shreveport. Free, free admission, free parking, a lot of great information. If you want more information about this particular uh, event, uh, call us at 636-5510 or pick up a copy of the August issue of The Best of Times. We'll be right back, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to The Best of Times Radio Hour, sponsored by the Willis Knight and Physician Network, here on AM 1130, KWKH, home of the legends. Stick around for more of The Best of Times in just a few minutes on the home of the legends. AM 1130, KWKH. In sickness and in health. That's a phrase you normally hear at weddings as couples express their love for one another. But it could also apply to your relationship with your physician. The doctors at the willis Knighton Physician Network take your health and illnesses seriously. They offer almost 200 physicians in 35 specialties, all committed to caring for the needs of patients like you right here in northwest Louisiana. And because the willis Knighton Physician Network is associated with the area's leading health system, you'll have access to the latest techniques and technologies when health problems occur. If you're looking for a doctor for you or your loved ones, look to the willis Knighton Physician Network. Doctors to care for you at every age and stage of life. Doctors dedicated to you in sickness and in health. To find a doctor in the willis Knighton Physician Network, call Health Match at 212-9562. Hey, I'm Otter Scott. You know, the last thing that you want to do to keep your gutters clean is to climb a dangerous ladder. You need to call my good friends at Gutter Helmet. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. Water goes in, but leaves and pine needles stay out. No hassles, and you won't have to worry about clogged gutters ever again. Climbing steep ladders to keep your gutters clean and free-flowing is messy, and it's dangerous. Get peace of mind with Gutter Helmet. Join the hundreds of thousands of happy homeowners who will never climb another dangerous ladder to clean gutters. Gutter Helmet is professionally installed over your existing full-size gutters, and you'll never worry about cleaning your gutters again. It's the number one gutter protection system in the world. Gutter Helmet of North Louisiana. Call toll-free 800-284-9777 or visit online at GutterHelmet.com. 800-284-9777. Call my good friends at Gutter Helmet and never clean your gutters again. More of the best of times on the home of the legends, AM 1130 KWKH with Gary Kaligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, sponsored by the Willis Knighton Physician Network. I'm Gary Kaligas, and I thank you for listening to our radio show today. It is with distinct honor and privilege that I have a guest on my show today, Dr. Donald A. Webb, a noted pastor, professor, former Centenary College president, Husband, father, grandfather, great-grandfather, and many other accolades that this individual has. He's recently published a book entitled The Best Year Yet, which uh, has limited availability. We're going to let you know how to get a copy of this book in a few minutes. It's a great book for everyone to read, and we're going to be talking about it little snippets during today's radio show. Dr. Webb was born in the year 1926 of English parents in a Welsh mining village, the Great Depression forced the family back to England, where he was fortunate to attend a great school and then Cambridge University. During World War II, he joined the Royal Navy, serving as a captain of a minesweeper. 
that in 1958, Don and his lovely wife, Renee, with their children, journeyed to America, where he trained for the ministry. His degrees include a Master of Divinity, a Ph.D., then from 1977 to 1991, we were privileged to have him as president of the famous, locally, Centenary College of Louisiana. He and his wife, Renee, have been happily married for the past 60-plus years and have five children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. They have lived in Shreveport ever since that June 1st, 1977, and still he ministers and has been actively involved in many organizations and agencies over the past years. I've asked him to join our, our radio show today to discuss his new book, The Best Year Yet, which he describes as a kaleidograph of an average immigrant family finding the good life in America. He's a great author, but storyteller, and I told him just a few minutes ago, I wish we had three-hour show today to discuss all the many incredible stories that are contained in this book. Um, good morning, Mr. Don, and glad to have you, Dr. Webb, to be good part morning. of our show today. Pleasure. You're you're just a touching individual, and your book is just remarkable. And we surprised you and and Renee with your wedding photo in the <laughs> in the June issue yes. of the Best of Times. Uh, you were yes. part of the 25, I would call them celebrity um, couples who we featured in our Happy Then, Happy Now. And uh, you were married on May the 18th of 1946, and we were distinct honor and privilege to feature you on the cover of our one of our most popular issues, The Best of Times. And we also asked you a question, which I thought was a, you gave us a great answer. Several couples gave us their secrets to a successful marriage. And when we asked you, you said there is no recipe for falling in love or having the best friend. A great marriage has two people deeply in love and best friends. Yes. Wow. I'm sure that's true. Now, on the other hand, you then have to learn that each of you has bumps and virtues and dreams and faults, and you need to work with each other's, uh, be sensitive to each other's dreams and faults and so forth, and try to understand and work through them together. And uh, it certainly helps if they both share a faith and uh, a sense of humor, and if they have a similar purpose in life, and so they can work together on it. Well, and if they are optimists, maybe. <laughs> they believe the best is yet to come. Oh, I like that. The best is yet to come, right? That's what we call it, the That's best it. is yet to come and the best of times. Yes. Today I've asked Dr. Webb to discuss his new book, The Best Year Yet, and to share with our listeners some of the stories. Now, there are, there are this is a tremendous book with a lot of stories of his family past. And I was telling him before the show started, this could be a great movie we could film here, Don, <laughs> yes. in Shreveport, Louisiana. I could see the backdrop. We could make this like an English Wells town, right? Yeah. Somebody like Charlie Chaplin playing the main oh, role. Oh, Charlie Chaplin. I don't know. Oh. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I have enjoyed reading it, uh, and we're, we're going we're gonna to start talking about it a little bit. Uh, first of all, let's, let's talk about the title. The best year yet. I thought that was uh, interesting. Well, on our 50th wedding anniversary with the children around us, I whispered to Renee, this is our best year yet. And she <laughs> said, yes, it is. But you always say that. And uh, I do. And it was. And this is. And as we say, the best is yet it's to come. come. Yeah. Wow. And the other, the other item that you described, which I've never, I looked up the word, I couldn't find it in my dictionary, was kaleidograph, right? Yes. Explain to our listeners what you mean by that. Well, um, collide has to do with colors, with bright colors. And graph has to do with writing. So 
here I tried to let uh, memory's uh, long, um, wonderful variegated colors come down the tube of memory uh, and to write them down. And um, so I just recall what I can and, and tell what I like. <laughs> It's only the light side of the truth. I, I'm the light sure. side of the truth? Sure. Okay. I, I don't want to tell all the But details. it was all very colorful. Oh, yeah. You do describe a lot of these stories in a very colorful description and makes it heartwarming and easy to read, by the way. Well, um, if the story turns out to be too happy, it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we discussed earlier in, in the day, I'm an advocate of both young and old writing down and tape recording mm. and videotaping stories of themselves and their families in order to pass it down to generation to generation. Was that one of the main purposes of that this book? That was the original purpose, um, and uh, it turned out to have then a subsidiary purpose. That is, it was a tremendous lot of fun. I enjoyed uh, remembering and uh, writing it down, trying to say it in the best words I could so that the great-grandchildren might get a kick out of it. Uh, but I had fun doing it, and I think that's one of the reasons I'd advocate it to um, to everyone is um, that uh, it's, it's just a joy to do. And the other thing, of course, is that um, each of us has a unique life. No one's had it quite like we have, and we've got unique memories. And when we die, they will die unless we have written them down or recorded them in some way. And so I think it's very important that each of us would uh, pass on whatever unique experiences uh, we've had for the joy or edification of uh, both the family and uh, other folk who might want to uh, to read them. And it also helps people like me and others appreciate your life and your challenges and how you dealt with those. I mean, it was remarkable, some of the, and we're going to talk about a few of those, of, of the challenges and the crossroads where you had to choose yes. and how you made those choices. Yes. I mean, we can learn from those experiences. I think so, even though this is not a preaching book. I mean, I don't. I think I don't preach in this book. You have it other books, but yes, there there's some lessons this, learned well, in this book. I think if they come through, that's fine. You know, the foreword was done by Teddy Allen, who, uh, whom I had shown it, and he he said the same thing as, as you have that somehow the meaning comes through, the values come through, the uh, you get something for yourself out of them, although they're just stories. And he said that, and he wrote the foreword. And, um, you know, as I've said in the book, when I was young, I wanted to be a journalist, but it didn't work out. And now that I'm older, I want to, I want to be Teddy Allen, but the job's already <laughs> taken. And so, But he's great. I love to start the day with, with Teddy. <laughs> so what was the other purpose for this book? Well, the listeners about that, that. I had also shown it to uh, Chuck Meehan, who's the, uh, uh, the director of uh, VOA, and he suggested that this might uh, sell uh, to raise money for Volunteers of America. And indeed, it, uh, as my previous book has, has raised a considerable money. And all the, all the proceeds go to VOA, to the Lighthouse. Um, and uh, there they've established very kindly, graciously, the, the, the Donald A. Webb Academy. So that all the youngsters who come from school uh, brought to these six centers in Shreveport and Bossier, 400 of them now, uh, are given a chance to get a better education, to get, a, to get competence, to get confidence, to get a view on life that will move them forward. And uh, many, many, many of them have uh, gone on to university. There are now, I think, about 15 youngsters who graduated who are on Don Webb scholarships at universities. 
And I'm very moved by that. I know you're proud of that as well as you've helped the community. You've helped a lot of individuals in the area based upon this particular it's academy. It's a good program. At, at VOA. So the proceeds of the sale of this particular book, The Best Year Yet, will help in, this, in the continuing efforts of the Donald A. Webb Academy for Leadership and Services of VOA's Lighthouse Program here yes. in Shreveport. I've already had several calls already asking us how our listeners can get a copy of this book. You can contact the VOA in Shreveport at 221-2669. It's 221-2669. You can drop by the VOA offices located at 360 Jordan in Shreveport. You can visit their website at www.voanorthla.org. Also, you can email Lisa, uh, that's the person at the VOA, Lisa at VOA. Lisa at voanorthla.org to request a copy of this book. Copies are also limited availability at the Tower Bookshop in Shreveport. So those are the ways that you can obtain this book. Uh, you can go to the website of the VOA, or you can also visit the website the Best of Times. I put this information already on our website, Don, so people can get the information how they can obtain this book, which is of a limited uh, scope, you cannot go to Amazon.com. I went to Amazon.com, and you can't get it there, so you have to get it locally from the VOA <laughs> and the other that. sources in the area. And if you want a signed copy, call me, and I'll get it signed for you. Wow, that's that's a that's a nice <laughs> offer. We're going to be right back with a mini, some of the stories that's contained in the book, The Best Year Yet by Donald A. Webb. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour, sponsored by the Willis Knight Physician Network, here on AM 1130, KWKH, home of the legends. Gary's got more of the best of times for you coming on the Home of the Legends, AM 1130, KWKH. The Metro Book works for advertisers in Shreveport. Here's attorney Jacqueline Scott. Since I've been advertising in the Metro Book, my business has increased tremendously. 99% of my clients are using the Metro Book. And here's Wally Nawas of Bossier Eye Institute. From the business that we get from MetroBook, it is more than paid for itself. Get your ad in there because it seems to be more of a business standard nowadays. Thanks, folks. It's in the MetroBook. The MetroBook is everywhere. In sickness and in health. That's a phrase you normally hear at weddings as couples express their love for one another. But it could also apply to your relationship with your physician. The doctors at the willis Knighton Physician Network take your health and illnesses seriously. They offer almost 200 physicians in 35 specialties, all committed to caring for the needs of patients like you right here in northwest Louisiana. And because the willis Knighton Physician Network is associated with the area's leading health system, you'll have access to the latest techniques and technologies when health problems occur. If you're looking for a doctor for you or your loved ones, look to the willis Knighton Physician Network doctors to care for you at every age and stage of life doctors dedicated to you in sickness and in health to find a doctor in the willis Knighton physician network call health match at 212-9562 live oak retirement community a multi-faith community has provided seniors with independent apartment living and a licensed health center Live Oak Retirement Community has a variety of activities and services including book reviews, music programs, religious services, educational programs, exciting day trips, a paved walking trail, and group transportation. Call 797-1900 for your tour of Live Oak Retirement Community. 797-1900. Live Oak Retirement Community. Senior Apartment Living and Health Center. 
more of the best of times on the Home of the Legends, AM 1130 KWKH with Gary Caligas. Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, sponsored by the Willis Knight Physician Network. I'm Gary Caligas. Thank you for listening to our show today. I am honored and privileged to have on my show Dr. Donald A. Webb discussing his new book, The Best Year Yet, and now going to be telling us some of the some of the interesting stories of his past that you're going to find quite interesting as well. So, Don, where do we begin? Well, it was a little Welsh mining village in a valley that, although it was poor economically, uh, was very rich culturally. Uh, Richard Burton lived down the valley, Dickie Burton. And that was called Cummer? Yeah, the, the village was called Cummer. The, the, the river, the valley was the Avon Valley. And um, Anthony Hopkins was a little boy wow. down the road. And up the valley was uh, Dylan Thomas, a bit older than the, the three of us. And his uh, poetry was coming out in the same place that my appendix came out. <laughs> but he never mentions uh, that in his poetry. And the other famous person? That, those three were the only ones I, I know of. Um, and where I read in the book somewhere later on down the line, you and Renee got to meet. Yeah, Richard Burton Bert. in Dallas after he'd done Camelot. And he chatted with us for about 15 minutes about the valley and uh, so on. And then when he had our photograph taken with him, which was nice, and then he kissed Renee. Whoa. Feet came up off the ground, and <laughs> uh, it was a very touching moment here. A little jealousy? Uh, I think not. It was a, on the cheek. You know. Oh, okay. Was nice. So I, I, there's so many stories in, in your book, and one of the ones that, that I thought was very touching was your 11-plus Yes, that was a very sort of sad uh, educational system because only a few uh, of the poor, uh, the brightest, I guess, or the luckiest of the poor ever got a good education. Most of the rest were trained to replace their fathers at the workbench or mothers in the kitchen. But there was, for for us all, an examination at the age of 11. And in our school, for instance, the brightest boy and the brightest girl went on to a good school. And I was just lucky to get through, and I was indebted to that school and uh, what it did for me for the rest of my life. So that was one of the many, in this book, there are many life-changing yes. events, and that was one of them. That was one of them, and that probably is the reason I'm so devoted to the Lighthouse and uh, the Academy, because it gives youngsters who otherwise wouldn't have a chance, and I know about that, uh, a break in life, and um, so I'm committed to it. I thought another another story that you had in there was regarding your, the King School, yes. where uh, you had a lot of ups and downs and challenges there, but you were, were we received a reward there, right? <laughs> yes. In uh, 1940, uh, I got the English prize, and uh, there were no prizes, because the war was on, so they gave me a 3 by 5 card, and I never throw anything away. <laughs> and so, in the uh, 80s, I think it was, I found this card, and I wrote to the headmaster and said, because it promised to give me a prize. <laughs> and I said, I have this card. Could I have my prize, please? And so he's a, he was a chap with a sense of humor. And he said, you come over with your presidential robe, and we'll put you in on speech day beside this year's winner of the English prize. And they did. And I, I paraded with this teenager. And, I, and they gave me, very touchingly, the Faber Book of War Poetry. And, of course, many of the poems in there have to do with World War Two, And it was it was... A very beautiful moment and fun. It was just fun to be with these kids. 
They were all taller than me, incidentally. Is <laughs> <laughs> that? Is that? But short people are cool people. Like uh, Gary. Hey, we're both short you. people, right? But I thought that was great. You returned back to receive the English Prize of 1940, 40, yeah. some 37 years afterwards, yeah. right? And I used the 3 by 5 card as a bookmark in that um, they let me keep the card as well as the prize. Oh, wow. Your description in your book of the World War II years were just fascinating. I, I learned a lot of things I never knew about mm-hmm. about the World War II, or especially in the, in the, England, in the English area. I was, I was really amazed. I've read some about Churchill, but mm-hmm. Churchill's broadcast and his yeah. positive nature, yeah. how did it affect your family and all the others? Well, when it? you think of the desperate situation Britain was in, I mean, after Dunkirk and so on, we didn't have any shots left in the locker. And... Uh, Life looked bleak. We were ready for invasion. And then Churchill comes on the radio, and I can remember it so well, mother and father there. And he, he speaks, and um, if I, I can't imitate him, but just to, just to try for one sentence, because in a sense it's, it's relevant to our time. You, know, the, you ask, what is our aim? I can answer in one word, victory. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory, however long and Hard the road may be. I mean, it's very relevant. It is very relevant. We shall fight them on the beaches and so on. And we shall never surrender. I love that. We'll never surrender. And and did it bring, what I read in the book is it brought unity. It brought unity of community feeling. Everybody got together. That's it. And I saw my dad standing. My mother then became a munitions worker. She started making torpedoes. My little mother started making (laughs) torpedoes. It was incredible. And all the neighbors, you know, you, you straightened up. You felt you were together. Yes, made a community out of it. Wow. That was Churchill. The other uh, aspect that I read, and I read it over and over again a couple of times, was your, the story about how your family even helped refugees mm-hmm. from, from Germany and other locations, yeah. uh, especially the three well, Jewish children that y'all, yeah, that y'all my, took over. My mother, um, they, they, a lot of children had arrived, the evacuees had arrived on our railroad station and uh, to be sort of claimed by mothers adopted and by the time my mother got there she was late i think she was probably finishing up her torpedo <laughs> she was that kind of a person um there were three children left who couldn't speak english and they uh, and she didn't know what language they spoke <laughs> but she knew i was learning french in school so she thought it has to be the same and so she brought them home they were jewish german children uh, Izzy, Hannah, and Dorothea. H- Izzy was a year younger than me. The girls were younger still, and uh, they became part of our family, and we and we became a family, and um, that too shaped my life. You know, I, 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 I see no difference in human beings between human beings. I think God made us all the same, and um, we need to love each other and work together. Wow! Become a family. True. The other, the great story about how you found your princess was just remarkable about the lost <laughs> dog. Tell the listeners quickly about well, that. I'm sure Renee yeah. is listening about yeah. this story now. <laughs> uh, well, I was a sergeant in the equivalent of the ROTC, and uh, this dog, lost dog, dragging its leash, came and obviously found me. I mean, it was I didn't, I didn't initiate this. I think God was doing it. But anyway, uh, the dog <laughs> found me, and I picked up the leash and started looking for the owner. We were in this gorgeous English park, and I found this. I was 16, and I found this um, beautiful 15-year-old girl, and she was obviously looking for something. And, uh, it, and when her eyes brightened when she saw she had these gorgeous, big, brown eyes. Uh, they lit up when she saw the dog. So I went over, 
And the way I tell the story may be a bit different from hers. I say, she said to me, will you marry me? Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I say that she trained that dog to find me with an old sock of mine. But she tells it in a different way, calls me a twit for putting it <laughs> so distortively. But anyway, I did eventually persuade her to meet me again. And, and that what we were talking earlier, persuasion, keep asking, yeah, right? Keep, you, you were... I, I never, never, never <laughs> surrender. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. And the other occasion when it came in, uh, essentially, was I was now a naval officer, and I wanted to propose to her. And I had to do it by phone. I was in Rosyth, in north of Scotland, and uh, she was a nurse in Peterborough, and, uh, and a night nurse, and I needed to wake her up and propose to her. So I called, and the, the senior nurse wouldn't let me talk to her. She said, who do you think you are waking us up? We've been on night duty, and uh, and I said, well, I'm Sub-Lieutenant Webb calling from Ross Ith. And she said, I don't care whether you're Prince Philip calling from <laughs> Timbuktu. I'm going to put the phone down. And I said, look, I, I want to talk to Nurse Mowbray. I'm not going to wake Nurse Mowbray. I want to propose. Oh, hold on just a second. <laughs> so never, 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 just never keep surrender. Pursuing. I love it. I love that. Uh, but your, 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 your book goes into to great stories about your uh, – your, your scholar, you're going to Queens at, at Cambridge, and that that was must have been remarkable. Oh yeah, it was a different world for me. And you know, part of the secret of, of a place like that, those two universities, Oxford and Cambridge, sure, great education. But the assumption was everybody there was going to be a leader. It was not talked about. There were no courses in leadership or anything like that. But the assumption was everybody looked at everybody else as the professors looked at. You're going to be leading the world. Get your tools to do it. Get the skills. And uh, when, you, when you're raised in that kind of atmosphere, you know, where everything uh, is based on the fact you've got to be a leader, then it uh, somehow happens. And then your, your stories with dealing with the Royal Navy, I thought, were just remarkable. And uh, especially, I love the story where <laughs> that you were under 21 discussing the, the rum usage of, of the ships back then, of being <laughs> under 21 and over 21, yeah. um, how much rum or the type of rum that you could have on certain occasions, right? Yes. Uh, if you were under 18, you couldn't have any. But uh, And officers didn't get any either. It was strictly enlisted men. But it was a hefty shot of <laughs> rum. And the uh, chiefs and petty officers got it neat, uh, but the, the other enlisted men got it with two parts of water. But it was a big slug of rum. And... Um, I'm, it's startling that people could work after receiving it. The uh, I think the the other item that I was reading about when you had the, your operation, uh, yes, that you, and yeah. you were saying it was because you had to carry around those 112 pound shells yeah. occasionally. Yeah, huh? ours was a six inch cruiser. It's called the guns were six inch, and the shells weighed 112 pounds. And the punishment for any uh, breach of discipline or whatever. And I was a sort of clown of the class. and the uh, this I didn't want to say that, but I, well, I read yeah. that in there. And even if I didn't cause the laughter, the, the divisional officer thought I did. And so would send me with a 112-pound shell around the ship to find the gunner, to ask him how heavy it was. And sometimes he was in a good mood, and he would tell me. And sometimes he says, I forget. Go find the signals officer. And, I mean, you're talking up and down loud. Anyway, I got a hernia. And... Um, that set me back a bit, and uh, but it was just one of those but things. But wasn't that another life-changing experience where you were appointed the chaplain's uh, assistant? Chaplain's assistant in Portsmouth Barracks, and uh, 
and that was the time when you talk about uh, God's angels working. Uh, Renee and I had our ups and downs, as as uh, as all people do, and this was a down. And she had written me saying that she was courting, she was being courted by a Dutch airman, and I just I just went nuts, and I went AWOL, and I. I struggled to get to Peterborough. I was in Portsmouth Barracks, and um, uh, it broke all kinds of railroad laws by getting on trains I didn't have the money for. But anyway, I got there and waited for her. And uh, when she came uh, home to the nurse's home with the Dutch airman, <coughs> she said, uh, and she told me that she had um, just told him that it was over and that uh, she was returning to me and that she had telegrammed me at the barracks. Well, I was overjoyed, obviously, but she sent a telegram, and it means I had to get back to roll call by 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh. And this was now 11 o'clock at night, and I didn't know anything about trains, and we were several hundred miles from Portsmouth. She gave me all the coins in her purse, but there was nothing like enough to buy a ticket. I went to the railroad station, waited about an hour and a half, to our, not knowing how to, and here comes a troop train, an American troop train with Yankees, leaning out the window, smoking, and I sort of hitchhiked. And one of them dragged me through the window and hauled me aboard, and that's how I got back to Portsmouth. Well, another fate, and God's yeah, grace was with you. they were angels, those so That's your appreciation of those Yankees and those colonials, <laughs> sure. those colonists here. The colonists. Yes, yes. We're going to be right back with more stories. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour, sponsored by the Willis Knight Physician Network here on AM 1130, KWKH, home of the legends. There's more of the best of times to come on the Home of the Legends, AM 1130, KWKH. Hey, I'm Scott. You know, the last thing that you want to do to keep your gutters clean is to climb a dangerous ladder. You need to call my good friends at Gutter Helmet. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. Water goes in, but leaves and pine needles stay out. No hassles, and you won't have to worry about clogged gutters ever again. Climbing steep ladders to keep your gutters clean and free-flowing is messy and it's dangerous. Get peace of mind with Gutter Helmet. Join the hundreds of thousands of happy homeowners who will never climb another dangerous ladder to clean gutters. Gutter Helmet is professionally installed over your existing full-size gutters and you'll never worry about cleaning your gutters again. It's the number one gutter protection system in the world. Gutter Helmet of North Louisiana. Call toll-free 800-284-9777 or visit online at gutterhelmet.com. 800-284-9777. Call my good friends at Gutter Helmet and never clean your gutters again. He was known as the Man in Black, and we pay tribute to him at kwkhonline.com. The greatest music, like Johnny Cash, on the home of the legends, KWKH. More of the best of times on the home of the legends, AM 1130, KWKH, with Gary Kaligas. Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, sponsored by the Willis Knight Physician Network. I'm Gary Kaligas. Thank you for listening to our show today. I'm honored to have on my show Dr. Donald A. Webb discussing his book, The Best Year Yet, and telling us some fantastic stories that I know you've enjoyed. My producer, Angela, is really enjoying these stories here. She's even <laughs> taking notes over here. Uh, Don, you're, you're just a great storyteller, and, and some of the things in this book are just fascinating. I want you to tell our listeners the rest of the story about when we featured... Your, you and Renee's picture on the Best of Times June issue in your 
your naval uniform and her wedding dress, I learned about the rest of the story by reading your book. So yes. give them a little glimpse well, about that. Well, in those days, uh, there were no wedding dresses, really. Uh, we were on very strict uh, uh, clothes rationing. We had coupons to buy a pair of pants or a shirt or whatever, and the ladies the same, and they were very carefully and jealously uh, guarded and spent. Uh, but, um, so I didn't know Renee was uh, going to wear a, a wedding dress. I thought, I had no idea. She, But she had friends, and one loaned her the dress who'd been married, saved up the coupons, and bought a wedding. Some, what, somebody loaned her a veil and so forth. And so when she came down the aisle, when I saw her coming down the aisle, I didn't really recognize her. I thought, <laughs> who is this gorgeous girl? I'm going to marry this gorgeous girl. <laughs> And um, I have seen her like that ever since. Oh, I'll uh, touch it. Uh, I think love does something to your eyesight. It transforms <laughs> you, the way you look at things. Wow, what a, what a story. Uh, the other, I thought you had so many in here, but I love the one where when you were in the Royal Royal Navy, being you were seated down, and all of a sudden the Queen arrives. Queen oh, Mary. Oh, yes, I was in Westminster Abbey. They were honoring uh, the, the Navy. And uh, they put me up there, and uh, I, my sword was uh, across the seat where I, I realized as she was coming in, was underneath the seat where she would be sitting. And so I had to get rid of this sword. This is Queen Mary, the old Queen Mother, the present Queen's grandmother. And um, I, I had to snap the, the leather <laughs> thong because the thing wouldn't uh, unclip. And uh, when after she'd said her prayer... You know, she was an Anglican, so that she didn't start talking the moment she got in the church, <laughs> except to God. She did her prayer, and then she said to me, that was nice of you, young man. So I, I've been addressed by a queen. Wow. You have had been honored to be with leaders of countries, leaders of, of, uh, of, of institution, bureaucrats, aristocrats, etc. So you've really touched a lot of people and also have met a lot of people which you describe a lot of those in, in your particular book, which, which I found quite fascinating. Uh, when you became, tell the listeners how you became the captain of this ship. That well, was, that's a great be, story. It could be a sort of Churchillian thing, you know, never give up. But I was uh, between uh, voyages, and I had have a friend who was the captain of uh, HMS Swither, and he had taken me out uh, on a cruise with him once or twice. And so I'm, I was now on this huge battleship, waiting, in a sense, for an appointment, and um, uh, I was sitting next to a four-ring captain. Now, I was two-ring, and uh, he was having his breakfast, ignoring me. I was small stuff, and in comes a very harried commander, three-ring chap, very worried look, saying to the captain, uh, Stanton's ill, and we can't get Swither out to sea. Uh, and, oh, dear, they were fussing, and I said, excuse me, I, I couldn't help hearing, um, I've sailed on Swither, and uh, I would love to uh, take it for you, if you like. So he said, oh, all right, what's your name? And I told him, and he said, all right, you take it this time, and we'll see how it goes. And so I became captain <laughs> of the Swither. <laughs> wow. And, the, and you, you, you talk about going your voyage up the English Channel with no radio transmitter oh, and yeah, no magnetic compass. That, what a story. Yeah, well, that, yeah. that was remarkable, and it, a feat in itself. So after you left the Navy, you began to work for the government, right? Yes, I was a sort of fish out of water. I didn't know quite what to do. And then Renee and I, uh, something s so significant happened to us. We were not really ardent Christians. We were. She was a backslid Baptist. I was a backslid 
Episcopalian, and and we went. She invite invited me to go to church with her one night to a Methodist church, out of the blue, and we went and found ourselves at the communion rail, uh, with this great love of, well, of Christ, of uh, of God, of each other. It, it changed everything for us. Uh, it changed our family life, our outlook on life, and so I then wanted to become a minister. And that's you also began. I saw. Teaching Sunday school, right? Yes. Your first week. Yeah, both of us did. Yeah. They, in fact, they the next week they had us uh, to teach the eleven-year-old uh, uh, boys class. Now that is tough. I mean, you have to know your stuff. So they were very wise. <laughs> they gave us, you got to know your stuff. So we had to study all week about the gospel, and 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 thereafter we had to study. So it was a good way to launch us into faith. And we're going to be right back, and he's going to tell us how he came to America. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour, sponsored by the Willis Knight Physician Network, here on AM 1130, KWKH, home of the legends. Stick around for more of the Best of Times in just a few minutes on the home of the legends, AM 1130, KWKH. This is HealthWire. I'm Kathy Lewis. Preventive health care can be your best chance for a long and healthy life. That's one reason Medicare is now offering the Welcome to Medicare Physical for people who enroll in Medicare for the first time. During this exam, your doctor will take a good overall look at your health. Depending on your health and medical history, you may also receive more specialized tests to screen for heart conditions and other diseases. Your doctor will make sure you're up to date on your flu and pneumonia shots and tell you all about the screenings and other preventive health services you need to stay healthy. You'll get good information to help you prevent disease, improve your health, and stay well. Once you enroll in Medicare Part B, it's important to schedule your Welcome to Medicare physical right away. Medicare will only cover this exam if it occurs within the first six months you have Part B. For more information on the Welcome to Medicare physical, visit www.ishall.org or call 1-866-5-I-SHALL. For HealthWire, I'm Kathy Lewis, Louisiana Healthcare Review. Live Oak Retirement Community, a multi-faith community, has provided seniors with independent apartment living and a licensed health center. Live Oak Retirement Community has a variety of activities and services, including book reviews, music programs, religious services, educational programs, exciting day trips, a paved walking trail, and group transportation. Call 797-1900 for your tour of Live Oak Retirement Community, 797-1900, Live Oak Retirement Community, Senior Apartment Living and Health Center. Hey, I'm Otter Scott. You know, the last thing that you want to do to keep your gutters clean is to climb a dangerous ladder. You need to call my good friends at Gutter Helmet. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. Water goes in, but leaves and pine needles stay out. No hassles, and you won't have to worry about clogged gutters ever again. Climbing steep ladders to keep your gutters clean and free-flowing is messy and it's dangerous. Get peace of mind with Gutter Helmet. Join the hundreds of thousands of happy homeowners who will never climb another dangerous ladder to clean gutters. Gutter Helmet is professionally installed over your existing full-size gutters and you'll never worry about cleaning your gutters again. It's the number one gutter protection system in the world. Gutter Helmet of North Louisiana. Call toll-free 800-284-9777 or visit online at GutterHelmet.com. 800-284-9777. Call my good friends at Gutter Helmet and never clean your gutters again. The Metro Book works for advertisers in Shreveport. Here's attorney Jacqueline Scott. Since I've been advertising in the Metro Book, my business has increased tremendously. 
99% of my clients are using the Metro Book. And here's Wally Nawis of Bossier Eye Institute. From the business that we get from Metro Book, it is more than paid for itself. Get your ad in there because it seems to be more of a business standard nowadays. Thanks, folks. It's in the Metro Book. The Metro Book is everywhere. More of the best of times on the Home of the Legends. AM 1130 KWKH with Gary Kaligas. Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, sponsored by the Willis Knight Physician Network. I'm Gary Kaligas. Thank you for listening to our show today. I am, again, honored to have on my show Dr. Donald A. Webb discussing his book, The Best Year Yet, and telling us some great stories that I know all of our listeners, and including my uh, uh, technical producer here, Angela, find quite fascinating. <laughs> She's already been inspired by Don's, Don's comments and stories today that she wants to get a copy of the book. So, so Dr. Webb, tell our listeners about, again, how life-changing experiences happened by meeting a pastor of a church yes. from Newark, Ohio. I was now a local preacher, not an ordained man. Uh, I had my government job in the daytime, but on Sundays I, I preached. And this occasion I was driving my little Austin 10, which had room enough for just me and my Bible, uh, in a dark January night, wet a drizzly Cornish night out to a country church. My headlights picked out um, what was obviously a clergyman. He had his collar turned around the wrong way at a bus stop. And I thought, this man's either a stranger or an idiot because there are no buses <laughs> in Cornwall on Sunday night. So I stopped and uh, took him to where he wanted to go. And he turned out to be the Reverend Dr. Joe Rosemurgy of Newark Methodist Church, Ohio. And he uh, came to a service or two I conducted and then went back to his bishop and uh, got the bishop to uh, invite us over to America. And I thought that was what God wanted us to do. Wow. And then you had we the voyage of a lifetime crossing over the crossing Atlantic. Crossing over the uh, coming inside of And that. Renee really loved that trip, didn't she? <laughs> she, was, she was not a sailor, and uh, it was a rough passage, and she didn't uh, have a comfortable time Did at you all, go up to the captain's galley to say, can I run the ship? No, no, no. It was, a, it was the Mauritania. It was a huge ship. I was a small ship. man. <laughs> So you became pastor and student, right? Yes, and uh, had to finish a, a bachelor's degree and then a master's degree in theology at a seminary where later on when I got my Ph.D., they invited me back on the faculty. And then you went to New Jersey. Yeah, and took my Ph.D., and I was a pastor there, too, and wonderful, wonderful times. You know, we have settled in Shreveport because we love it, because... We have so many friends here, and life is about friendship or relationships. And uh, but we loved people in Ohio. We loved New Jersey. And but this is this is home. And uh, I thought that there's a great chapter we won't discuss it about how you became American citizens and how you're so oh, yeah. proud of that. That was just yeah, that was remarkable. You have to uh, satisfy numerous conditions uh, to become an American citizen, and uh, we worked hard at it and uh, took our tests and. Uh, fingerprints and exams and all that things, and we're very, very proud when we were admitted. And, to and of all your accolades, you have another one. I was telling Angela, you have radio show experience. You had a radio show in Ohio, <laughs> yes. and the truckers really well, loved you, didn't they? When I went back on the faculty, yes, they were innovating a, uh, a, a, a radio program through the Ohio State um, Public Radio Service, where I was teaching a course on... Um, Religion and the modern novel, and they'd never done this before, and we were never sure we were, whether we were on the air or not. It was all primitive 
equipment, but uh, it was it, it was fascinating and uh, fun, and um, it, it's since blossomed as a as a medium, of course. Okay, let's tell our listeners about there was there's a whole great section in the book about coming to Shreveport, Louisiana. But you had a you had a negative experience about it first. Yes, well, I was invited to uh, by a friend of mine who was a classmate of mine earlier to give a series of uh, to make a series of video uh, videos at First Methodist Church, and I did it. I did eight in three days, and he put me back on the plane to go back to Ohio. I felt like a sucked orange, and I thought I will <laughs> never go back to Shreveport again. This was Jim Moore, who was uh, just a very distinguished minister and, and dear friend. And then he invited me back a year later to critique a book, interestingly, in eight lectures on decision for destiny. I mean, you talk about irony. And, I, and he is a very persuasive man, and I had determined I would never come again, but he, he persuaded me. And we came again, and this time there was an ulterior motive. Centenary needed a new president, and so some of the faculty and trustees were sort of queued in to the lectures, and um, and then invited Renee and me to come down for interview, and that's how that whole chapter of life opened. Wow. And you're here, and we're glad that you're here. Well, it's my joy. The other thing I thought was great about your first day on the job on June the 1st, 1977. <laughs> Quickly tell us well, about that. Well, it's got a connection to this station in that as I was driving to work in a new uh, car, uh, the, the salesman had obviously put this station on his machine. So when I switched on the radio, I hear the voice of John Lee, who is uh, uh, on your staff, saying, this is my first day of work in Shreveport. So I thought, this is incredible. It's my first day of work. <laughs> So I called John Lee later on and said, hi, I'm, I'm new, and you're new. We, we ought to meet, and so we did. And, uh, and so See, Angela, did. the rest of the story is we yes. got to tell John about that. <laughs> yes. I probably don't remember, but hopefully he does. <laughs> but I thought the first day that you had to go speak to a gathering at the Gold Dome yes, was I, remarkable. I got into what was to be my office, and um, the secretary, a dear lady, I've always thought of her as being the president of the college, and I was the front man. She said, don't sit down, Dr. Webb, don't sit down. You have to go make a speech to the Methodist Conference in the Gold Dome. And I said, what about? And so she, she said, that, well, you have to welcome them and tell them about Centenary and your plans for it. <laughs> and I thought, well, they know more about Centenary than I do. But um, anyway, I did. And uh, that was uh, our introduction to the Methodist Conference. And they were very warm and gracious and ready to give me a chance. But, I, again, some accolades need to be told about you. Centenary had its trials and tribulations right at the beginning, and you met that challenge, right? Through a lot of generosities and, yes. and a lot persuasion, of a lot of asking, it. right? A lot of people wanted it to succeed, and uh, that combined uh, my, on my part with never, never, he, never surrender. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch that, Angel? That Churchill is always in his I'm sure there's hundreds of stories about your involvement at Centenary, but... Uh, I think some of the touching ones was the Centenary College yes. choir trips to, to various yes. countries, especially Russia. Yes, that, you're, was, you're, that was incredible. These were during communist days, 1979-80, the New Year, the Christmas New Year period. And we went there, and that was the time when Russia invaded Afghanistan. And President Carter cut off cultural relations with Russia. And we were a cultural relation <laughs> in Russia. Didn't hear about it. <laughs> Nobody told us that we were cut off 
And, uh, you know, he canceled the Olympic Games and so forth. And it was um, a staggering experience of, of great beauty and meaning. I mean, those kids are just one. Centenary College Choir is a wonderful organization. I'm so proud to have known them all these years. The other item that I thought that I'm going to tell our listeners, make sure you read this section, is where you're, you're, you became a quasi-CIA agent when you <laughs> met the KGB agent that was traveling with you during yes. your Russian trip. Yes. He, this chap was sitting at the back of the bus, and Renee and I sort of went back to find out who he was. And he was uh, you know, about 40, and he said he was um, learning to be a tour guide. I thought, uh, ha, ha. He was called Yuri. And uh, I thought, this is a KGB man. And so after we'd, we, we always sat next to him and chatted, got to like him. He was a very nice guy. And uh, all the trips, he was with us. And uh, so when we said goodbye, I said to him, you know, Yuri, I know you're a KGB man. And he said, Don, I know you're a CIA man. <laughs> <laughs> after 14 years, uh, you retired from Centenary, moved to your retirement home on Cross Lake. Yes. And, uh, and everybody, some people have asked about the mine in the backyard, <laughs> and including well, the Cross Lake Patrol. But including the Cross Lake Patrol. Well, it looks were, like a But mine. you were within a minesweeper, so you had to bring a souvenir yeah. from, from, the, uh, from England, right? That's right. <laughs> but you keep saying throughout the book, the best years are, are yet. And um, uh, I think it's wonderful that you keep pastoring in various churches and involve yourself in VAO, VA, VOA, Volunteers of America, and many other organizations in the area. I do thank you for being part of the show. I wish we had another two hours to, to discuss all these wonderful stories. Why don't we encourage everybody to pick up a book, go to our website, or visit the VOA. Um, again, thank you for being part of the show today. My pleasure. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. I'm Gary Caligas, wishing you and yours the best of times, both today and every day. Have a great day. See you next Saturday at Live Oak Retirement Community. You've been listening to The Best of Times on the Home of the Legends, AM 1130 KWKH. Join us again next Saturday at 9 for The Best of Times. This is KWKH Report, a clear channel station.